Welcome to Papa, I Have a Question. I'm Karis Hall-McCullen. I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall, and you're joining us for a conversation where we just get to sit and um, I get to ask him some questions. I realized through the years that I've had the blessing and the privilege of having a really great resource when I didn't understand something or um, had a question either in my Bible study or just in life in general, I could just come and say, Papa, I have a question. Uh, and as an educator, I know that if one person has a question, usually lots of other people have that same question. So we're inviting you to join us um, on a conversation where I just get to ask him about uh, life and godliness. So join us this morning as I say, Papa. I have a question. Okay. Well, I'm eager to hear your question. Okay. So it's kind of serious. I feel like today mm -hmm. I, we've been asking for a couple months now for other people to ask questions too. Hey, what are your questions? And I'll ask for you. And a lot of people are concerned and want to know. Um, we just had another school shooting. We've actually mm -hmm. had a couple right in, right in a row here. And so our hearts are heavy, and we're grieving with people that we don't even know. And um, there's there's a sadness, and there's I think a, a hopelessness of like, why does this keep happening? What is what is the real issue? And as believers, what's our role? What do we do? How do we, um, other than you know sending money to a GoFundMe? What is my? What can I do? Yeah. Karis, that is a serious question, and I think we not only grieve with the families that have lost somebody, but but we're grieving for a nation mm. that's lost its way. Mm, a that's sense. a good point. Yeah. And so there's a grief that we can't even identify. It's a kind of a floating, yeah, grief that's like this is not the world. It's not the world I grew up in. It's not even the world you grew up in. And it's not the world I want to raise my children in. Yeah. I mean, I have friends who are like, I'm scared to send my kids to school. How do we talk about this with our kids? It's, yeah, yeah. there is a, a grieving. So, you know, trying to understand a little bit about grief, that there needs to, we need to face it and mm. get out of the denial of, mm. you know, we're really better than this. Actually, we're not better than this. We're actually doing what, what what we have planned. You know, somebody has many times said the definition of insanity is continuing to do the same thing, expecting different results. Mm -hmm. Well, the Bible teaches us, nature teaches us, uh, everything about creation teaches us that you harvest what you plant. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, you can't just continue to plant the ideologies of telling kids and that you are a product of time and slime, but you're valuable. Mm. That makes no sense. Uh, and and so if if there's no purpose for me, if I was not created, if there's no design, there's no destiny, and I'm just here, how, how am I supposed to have value? I think I don't think we're telling our kids that they're that they're valuable. I think we're telling them they have to create their own value. Well, that's a good point. We're, we're saying you're valuable. You make it, you figure out how you're valuable or, or you make yourself valuable and then they can't. Okay. But I think we're saying the same thing. Uh, if, 
if you're if you don't have an eight value because somebody created you and yeah. and said that to you, then you have to do it yourself. Yes. So we've moved yes. we moved the authority from God created me, God said I'm valuable, God says I'm his, God says I have a destiny to well, since you know God is irrelevant and we don't want to get into religion and all that, then mm. you have to decide. Mm. Which is which is terrible. <laughs> Hopeless. Oh, what is ridiculous that, that we're saying to children, mm-hmm. you have to decide your destiny. You have to decide if you're a boy or a girl. Mm. They don't have the capacity for that. Yeah. Uh, and to create doubt about it because, you know, a, boy, uh, a male picks up a, a, a doll or a female picks up a tractor Mm-hmm. The toy tractor to say, okay, th- that shows it. That is that's ridiculous, and it's yeah. and it's, it's throwing confusion on kids. So no wonder if you don't know who you are biologically, uh, you, you you don't know who you are relationally, mm-hmm. and and you don't certainly don't know who you are vocationally. That is, what what have you called to do? What's your destiny? Mm-hmm. What's your purpose? If you don't know any of that, then where are you going to find some sense of meaning? And human beings cannot live without a sense of meaning. Yeah. You know, there's some existential questions that we all have. That is, am I worth anything? If so, what? Am I worth knowing? And who's going to know me, like really know me? Mm-hmm. And am I worth loving? Mm-hmm. And if you don't answer those questions, we're going to go somewhere to get the answer. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, this is not our place here to try to figure out all the mental health stuff. But I'm just saying we cannot continue to plant the seeds of hopelessness and yeah. aimlessness and valuelessness. Uh, and then expect to get any result other than confusion, and confusion comes out many times in violence. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hear you saying, and and I know this to be true too. We have to know where we fit. Yeah. We have to know where we fit and how we how we function in something greater than just ourselves. We can't find true meaning in just isolation. And so if I don't know where I fit and I I can't find meaning because I I don't have meaning alone, right? I have to, I'm a puzzle and we all fit together. And we've said for years that the family is under attack. And so the family unit is, is breaking down. So I don't fit there. And then we're running, you know, our, so there's a lot of broken pieces causing identity issues and identity confusion. Is that is that what you're saying? Yes, it is. And then there's a part of us, another dynamic in it is that what you hear people say all the time is, we got to do something. Yeah. You know, it's sad. And another thing that causes us to grieve is that people we're looking to for leadership, governmental leaders and whatever. Yeah. Are politicizing it. They're, yeah. And that, that grieves us. I mean, it makes me mad, first of all. And yeah. the second it agrees with me, it's like, okay, so we got we got dead children and parents grieving and communities grieving and whatever, and, and we're talking about 
gun okay. control. Instantly. 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 Like, yeah. Okay. The issue here is let's pass this pass this bill. Mm-hmm. I understand the impetus of that. It, it is when something is wrong. I want to fix it. I want to fix it. Yeah. You know, I do, want to make it. It'll never happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. You know, and even the coaches in the uh, collegiate range and the NFL, I've been noticing, are saying, we got to do something. Yeah. Well, I understand a little bit of a coach's mentality. It's like, yeah. if there's something wrong with this team, we're going to do something. We're going to fix that. <laughs> we're not going to continue to do that. Yeah. You know, if you fumble in the ball, we're going to teach you not to fumble the ball. So it's like, do something. Mm-hmm. Well, in doing something, sometimes we create more more problems. And, and here's the here's the thing. If you do something and it's the it, it it's the wrong solution, and you think it's the right solution, then you take a deep breath. Ah, we fixed it. We fixed it, and we didn't fix yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, in our country, it's impossible to get rid of all the guns, and even if you did, it wouldn't fix it because right. that's not that's not where it's coming from. It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue. Yeah, which is a wonderful time for the church to stand up and say, "We apologize for not preaching the gospel for the last." Mm. 200 years, and we're going to get back to it. And when we preach the gospel, that there is a God who says, I know you, and I love you, Mm. and you're worth something, and I showed you how much you're worth when I paid for you, and I sent my own son to die for you, and I'm willing to live your life with you, and I'm willing to to share my vision and let you be a part of what I'm doing in this earth. That's the message that broken people need. Yeah. And we're all broken to yeah. some degree or another. So what a wonderful time for the church to stand up. And please don't become a part of the political deal of, well, I'm on this side, I'm on that side. Neither one of those sides is, is working. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the solution. Yeah. So The solution is speaking the truth and identity and attacking yes. it at the root ideology. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's the hope. And that's that's yeah. the hope. And, and we do need some people walking around with a smile on their face and not wringing their hands and mm. saying, you know, <clears throat> everything's falling apart. Everything's not falling apart. Mm. I mean, there's lots of stuff that's wrong. And, and these things show, you know, the the iceberg of of the hopelessness and stuff that's there. Yeah. But. There, there's a lot of stuff going on that's really good. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about that next time. I was going to say, that's a good lead into what we can talk about next week of what is God doing? What are what what are we seeing him do as that message is being preached, as we're yeah. getting back to a true gospel of this is who he is, this is who you are, you're valuable and you're, you're worth something because, and he showed you how, how valuable you are. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go talk just a little bit about the tendency to always see that the problem is just a little bit outside of us. Yeah. We go back to the temperance movement back when uh, the Industrial Revolution and a lot of the men that used to work on the farms, whatever, now they're working in factories. And on yep. the way home, they'd stop in the pub and they would have a beer. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, of course, uh, some of them couldn't handle it. And so then drunkenness and, uh, you know, irresponsible husbands and families started breaking apart. So there was a major problem. Mm. And it's like, it's alcohol. It's alcohol. Mm. And, and so, you know, one of the statements was the demon is in the bottle. And so it's like, let's get rid of the bottle. 
So, you know, we passed the amendment, you know. Wow. That didn't work because the demon wasn't in the it's bottle. It's not the bottle, it's the heart. Yeah, it was a heart issue. And until, you know, the awakening that came that showed that you can be changed inside. And uh, when you're changed inside, the bu- the pub's closed. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them closed. Yeah, but whether they closed or not, that's that wasn't the issue. The, right, the, the presence or the absence of the pubs or the bottle. It, it it was. Have you found something better than that escape? Have you found mm-hmm. a meaning in life? And in the gospel, you can. That's so good. That's such a great analogy to go back at history and look at like the laws didn't fix things. No, the laws. You can make as many laws as you as you want or as you can as we can pass through they're not going to fix things the heart issue has got to be got to be revealed and changed yeah so okay. as we as we grieve in this season right now we can also pray for heart change yes we absolutely can pray for heart change and we can we can begin to preach that message to ourselves and to each other and to our kids and to our friends and and yeah. Communicate that message. Yeah, that's so good. A little yeah. history lesson too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us for Papa. I have a question, and join us again as we talk about what is God doing now. <laughs>